Welcome back to the pod of many things. It's your boy Addison, the friendly furbog wizard, and Leon, the half-orc bardificer for the 10th time. Now, this is episode 10, the 11th recording. This week and next week are so busy for us on the podcast, but... Yeah, two recordings this week, three next week. But then yeah. after that, we can take a couple of weeks off, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, we're... I'm all right. Uh, it's just, it's just a bit draining, isn't it? How are you finding it? Yeah, um, not too bad. Um, you know, this, this whole thing has been quite a, a learning process, and um, you know, learning how to edit, learning, learning the ins and outs of how podcasts work, and how to publish them, where to publish them, most importantly, um, learning how to use the software. It's been, it's been a learning process, but I think we've, we've finally got, you know, fully into the groove. Yeah. Um, some, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to, 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 to motivate when you know how much editing you have to do, but. Um, you know, just just coming into the booth and uh, speaking with some fantastic people and having some fantastic conversations just really does make up for it. Yeah, I I I, I agree. Like the the things we've learned, I, I'm I'm getting back into drawing and all sorts. It's just a lot of fun. It, it does get a lot though. Cause sometimes I I can't switch off. Like sometimes I'm like, what can I do to get the podcast like out there? Like who can we invite on next? What are the sorts of topics I want to cover? Because I, I, it's a real passion project, you know. Like I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's so, a lot of work. It's not just sitting down and talking to people. There's the, the, the talking to people is like ten percent of the work. The ninety percent is behind the scenes. Yeah, we we uh, we walked into summer, but yeah, enough about us slash me moaning that things are picking up because things are picking up, and it's fun and you know what i'm really enjoying it i'm really grateful to everybody who listens but leon we have a guest one of your good friends we so, do indeed let's get him in let's get him involved let's All do right. the introduction so joining us for our milestone 10th episode fade down the music a little bit of silence build the tension His LARP friends know him as Grim. His D&D friends know him as Pocket. He is the one, the only, David Bull! Thank you very much. Wonderful intro. Excellent to have you here, Dave. I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast. Thank we've, you. We've, we've got some D&D war stories, haven't we? We certainly have. Mm. I'd also like to say, though, it's great to be on. I have been a listener since day one. And I have thoroughly enjoyed every single episode. I appreciate that. Really I really appreciate do appreciate that. that. Um, so you like I've never really met you before, Dave. So I, I need to find out as much as I can about you so we can play the Avatar game and we can get through this because this is a this is actually quite a personal topic I've realised as I've thought about it, like how how we get into character and stuff. So how about we we have a bit of a a bit of a history lesson on Dave. What? Who? Who is Dave? Can you tell us a bit about your background in like tabletop RPG and, and LARP? Because Leon mentioned LARP, and that's quite interesting. Well, um, I mean, Dave, Dave started when uh, one of my brother's friends. My brother's three years older than me, so yeah. his friend was a year older than that, and uh, he came round with this red box, and it had a picture of a dragon on the front, and he kind of just put it on the table and went let's play this game and i went all right then you know i i you know 
like most younger brothers, I was trying to be cool and go, I can mix with my brother's friends. My brother didn't get into it at all. Me and Mike, the, the guy that bought the box, absolutely loved it. And... First edition, isn't it? The red box yeah. with the dragon on the front, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so how, how old how old were you when you got this box, and how old are you now? I think the the, the listeners need to know. I was I was ten then, roughly, and uh, I'm forty five now. So, thirty five wow, so years 20, ago. Yeah, that's some pedigree. That is some serious pedigree. And and I mean to be, what you've also got to remember is though that. The red box came out really, really early in America. Mm. Came out a lot later here. Mm. And we didn't have the internet. So it was word of mouth. And I have no idea how Mike found this gem of a game. But literally just walked in one night and went, let's play this. And I was like, okay. And I was sold from day one. The thing is, I, I remember I must have been about, I don't know, eight, nine, ten. Um, and I remember like going through the cupboard at, at, at my mum's house way back when and, and finding that very same red box. And uh, on the front, it says how it's a game. And I just remember the sheer disappointment of opening it up and finding paper and a pencil and a dice. I'm thinking, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> this isn't a game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how wrong I was. How wrong yeah. I was. How different my life would be if I just read the instructions and picked up that pencil and dice. Anyway, we're uh, talking about you, not me. Yeah, no, no, no. No, that's totally fair because I... It, it's kind of like I didn't realise... I've always been terrible at math. Um, but even I didn't realise that at the time it was teaching me math. Mm. It, like, roll a d20 right add 5 right and even if you're counting on your fingers you're like meh, 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 meh. Uh, but you you were doing maths and I mean it's it's something that the gaming community has picked up on now much more than we even realised then yeah no we uh, one of the reasons I do it at the school is this like a is like a a tool to aid with things like maths and, and like English and spoken word stuff and everything. So yeah, and now a lot of games have started doing that, haven't they? Started incorporating those sort of like puzzle elements and to to go over these skills. So I can imagine. Uh, I, I always feel Where did you really go from there. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I always feel like really underdeveloped now. Like. I, all the guests we've had on recently are like, "Yo, I've been, I've been here since day one," and then I like walk in like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of did, I kind of started at third, and then everyone's like, amateur." <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're probably like the the youngest D and D players uh, amongst all our guests, and I mean youngest as in the least experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to be fair, and this goes back into my story of D&D it was like I then discovered LARP mm. um, and I've been a LARPer for over 25 years I'm gonna roughly say about 27 years 
Oh, hang on, hang on. For, for the listeners that don't know, what is LARP? Uh, live action role play. It is it is D and D, but you live your character instead of for three hours. You live your character from ten in the morning to two in the morning for three days, basically. Table. You have a field with tents and tents, forests. Forests. There's usually spaghetti noodles. Aren't there usually spaghetti noodles? The the, the things that you have in swimming pool. Um, <laughs> I, when I started, there was a lot of pot noodle because the easiest <laughs> thing to do was boil a kettle so you could eat. <laughs> um, lot these days there are people who specialize in. Um, actually arriving and they set up a tent and it's like a takeaway oh wow it's like mcdonald's really <laughs> um you, like you, McDonald's. you, so, you so do they do this in character do they yeah um, role play their entire stool but actually like make a make 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 a make a little bit of coin as well real life coin oh yeah yeah i mean the the money that's, that's awesome. exchanged the money that's exchanged is real life money. But it's all in character. But the food that's exchanged is real food. So, okay, okay. So you literally, you walk in and you order chips and beans. Right? Out of character, you just need to eat. In character, the person goes, what do you want, my love? <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. So you get Alex. to... Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. So you get to like basically play the world's most extreme version of D and D. Like you've 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 emerged from the basement of 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 your, and now you're in the forests, running around in cloaks with swords and stuff. That sounds pretty cool. Pretty much, and <laughs> you're 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 in a you're in a field with about eight hundred to a thousand people that go. Yeah, this is my hobby too. That's awesome. Uh, this this year actually would have been my first time playing LARP because Alex has been trying to get me into it for the past couple for, for the past couple of years. But obviously, COVID happened and all of the LARP stuff was cancelled. So hopefully, next year I can get in on that. Yeah, my because because this was going to be the first time that we'd ever met. Yeah, in, in person. In you're, person, you're, yeah. you're like one of the few people from the online group I actually need to meet in person. It's just you and Rosemary left to go. The only uh, experience I have with LARP is that time we went to Bean Gaming, Leon. Oh yeah, and they, they were having a LARP then, party upstairs, weren't they? There was a LARP party upstairs, so our food was like an hour late. <laughs> I was like, mm. damn LARPers! <laughs> so your only your only experience of LARP is a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine like. That it could be quite fun. Like I like Dungeons and Dragons, and I like cosplay. Like I like like cosplay done correctly, not just like hot girls in wigs. Next year we'll do it. Next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, LARP generally, if you go to the right ones, it is basically everything you just said. It's D and D and LARP. Uh, sorry, it's D and D and cosplay. Um. But dumb right. Mm. Amazing. So, 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 Addison, do you think you have enough uh, information I, on Dave I, to to assign I, his character? I think I can do it because I'm imagining Dave in the forest, surviving in his tent. So I'm actually going 
for a, for a first, because for the first time we've not got a bard on. I'm saying ranger. I'm saying ranger. Okay. okay. Ranger, uh, like going out surviving, because obviously you have battles and stuff in the uh, in LARP and everything, and it's quite a hardy tradition. And I feel as if like it's something you have to like prep for. And I feel as if rangers do that quite a bit. In terms of race, hmm, this is a hard one. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm feeling either human because of like the fact that you, you, you can adapt it. And with the topic of today's thing of like adapting and adaptability, and that's humans like selling point in um, D&D, is that they're the adaptable race. They've not got eons of tradition and they're, they're very, um, how can I put it? They're very uh, different on a very scale whereas high elves are high elves and there's not much difference whereas there's loads of different humans so i think i would say human ranger i'm going human ranger for for dave uh he's your friend though leon do you agree disagree and then we'll get dave's perspective regardless of what dave has ever done in the larp regardless of what dave has ever done in any DD games apart from the ones we have played with each other to me dave will always be the halfling rogue known as Pocket. So that's what I'm going with. Fair enough. Do you do you feel as so I'm a I'm a furball wizard. Leon's our half orc bard and artificer. Um these are like our avatars. Would you agree with our with our assessments of you and your like character? Or do you think um do you think that there's something else that you matches you a bit better? I, uh, honestly, I think that if we're talking D&D, then Leon is pretty much bang on. If we're talking LARP, Anderson, I think you're bang on. Oh, yes. Win-win. So we're, 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 we'll multi-class you and we'll put you as a halfling rogue ranger, which is a pretty good multi-class, not going to lie. That's pretty... Uh, uh, that's pretty sick. Um, the Roger. The Roger, yeah. So we've got Dave, our halfling rogue ranger. Uh, and with that, we can now look into uh, today's topic, which I'm really excited to talk to you about now that I know about your LARP background. Because today's episode, we're going to be talking about getting into character. We've talked about preparing as players, but we've not talked about getting into character, sitting at that table and not just being you pretending to be someone, but almost like embodying the character that you've created, how you can role play better, how you can make it easier for people to role play off you. So, um, yeah, uh, it is a bit different. So my first question to you dave and leon i'd actually like you to uh do this as well because obviously we as dms deal with npcs all the time um what does it really mean to get into character what is getting into character is it just putting on a funny voice is it just um wearing some sort of item of clothing like some people do what would you personally describe as getting into character what's that with dave um, well, it's it's slightly different if you're talking about LARP, um, then sometimes it's just putting on a hat or putting on a coat or buying a new weapon. If it's 
D and D. Um, what I like to do is, um, if it's a pre-existing character, I like to read through my character sheet at least a couple of days before we play. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always gone back, looked at it, gone stat what my abilities are, and then work from there. Mm. If it's if if it's a character with an accent and for whatever reason Leon's always loved my characters when they have accent and has kind of goaded me into making sure that they have an accent a lot of the time. Um fantastic New Zealand accent. <laughs> you mean? Um, <laughs> but it's 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 uh if if you're going with an accent, it's a key word. So it could be anything but it's like a trigger word um but if it's a lark character for me it was always an item of clothing um grim the character that i played wore a tricon hat mm-hmm. and i always made sure it was the last thing i packed it could be the first thing i grabbed mm. but it would always be the last thing i packed and because it was the first thing I took out of my bag when I got there. And a tricorn is something that's going to make you stand out. It's going to be a real focal point to a character, isn't it? You know, you think of like uh, Revolutionary War times, you think of the, the bicorns and the tricorns that everybody's wearing. So, yeah, I imagine that was that would be a standout piece. And you'd probably build your character around that. Yeah, like oh, a, yeah. a defining trait. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Grim was probably the greatest character i ever played at larp and he was a throwaway character they all start off as throwaway characters until you get too attached he he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be anything more than i died halfway through the saturday and so i played him half of saturday and then sunday and it it became a character that i played for about seven years those are always the best ones I find. You know, you you just make up a character on the spot, and then you just they are. run away with it, and you know you put a load of yourself into it, and it just becomes you just become so attached to it. Those are always the best ones. Yeah, like you almost get yeah, it's it's almost like they develop with they the character develops with your understanding of them, so you like kind of grow into them. I've always liked that sort of thing. Yeah, the amount of times I've like overthought a character before starting a game and then you get to the game and it's like you know i'm, I'm not actually enjoying role playing this yeah what about it's you happened to me many times uh what for me uh, okay if i'm playing a character um so so play a hat on um the way i do it i really like to lean into the personality traits the bonds the flaws that's what i'll base my character on um, sometimes I'll randomly roll them from the background, sometimes I'll make them up. Um, and, that, and that's my baseline for the character. Um, then, then the two other things that I look at are the, are the intelligence and the wisdom. And then I combine that with the, with, with the character traits and kind of throw something together. Um, first couple of sessions I'll, I'll like uh, throw a few things around and, and see what sticks really like is this character a little bit of a kleptomaniac is he a bit flamboyant you know the things that aren't really included in the personality traits um, so it'll probably take me a couple of sessions to, to, to properly develop a, uh, a player character um, yeah. but first and foremost I go with the, with the personality traits as the basis 
Yeah, I think I think that's one of the most important things is that you kind of need to know who your character is, but you don't need to know everything. Mm. And and, yeah. and you just need to know the basic. Yeah. And I, also, I never bother with a complicated backstory. Never. No, but it's like you also it's like don't be scared to change things. And I think one of the things with that is it's really important to have an open conversation with your DM. Oh yeah, totally. Um, one of the things that I do as a player is that uh, is that uh, I have like a, a central principle where each of my characters. So Leon's is a is almost like a very hard set of like parameters. Like I've got the the character tra- traits that I've written down on my on my piece of paper, but I start with a central concept. So if I use the one that Leon knows, so Bolly. Uh, Bolly, Bollingdon Honker Frank, the uh, rock gnome artificer from his Curse of Strahd game. His thing you was. Can't, always... You can't see this, but I'm shaking my head in such disdain. <laughs> uh, Bolly's thing was. Uh, his central concept was advancement, like getting what he deserved. So, all then that le- leans into the bonds and everything, the personality traits and the flaws being things for someone who's always trying to climb the social ladder always trying to show off how good he is because he because the secret is that he's made this because uh, of his background of being a, a charlatan he's made this background of being this noble family actually he comes from a tiny fishing village and his dad was a fisherman he was nobody important and like becoming like his dad is his biggest fear so that central concept then grows and ripples outwards like all these other things as well so that's why he had like really high intelligence but could not really had no survival skills because he was like i don't want i don't want that that's my dad's stuff like sort of thing so um that's what i do as a player you were going to say something about dming like as npcs and stuff leon is there something you do different then Is there something I do different? Um, not really. Like I said, I, I I don't really spend too much time on the backstory. Um, I'm of the opinion that the characters' biggest stories are ahead of you, not behind you. So that's why I barely bother with, with, with the backstory and just go for a background and just have maybe two, three bullet points. Um, but, you know, it's very similar to my DM style. Sometimes I'll just make it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. But at the same time, Leon... You do love it when your players give you something to mess with because when we did Dragon Heist, wasn't a bond, wasn't a flaw, was just a passing comment. It was like my character has a little sister, and then we were fighting a big bad, and it was like come out, and we were all like no, and he went, pocket, I have your sister. Oh, well. Leon, I think that's just a DM trait. If you give me anything I can like, <laughs> weaponize, I'm, I'm, it's, it's going in, it's going in the chamber. That bullet's there, ready for when I want to like play Russian roulette with you. Because I'm not gonna lie, it's, it, it will be fired. Oh, I mean that uh, it, it, damn straight. It's like I've just started playing a new game, and I gave the DM my backstory, and funnily enough, today we were talking about building the character and who he was. Um, and we had a bit of downtime, mm. and he went, 
I've got an idea, and he goaded me into doing some downtime, but it was a really high DC. Hmm. And it so was only... Did involve trying to get a bus off the edge of a cliff? Mm, kind of. <laughs> not not far off it. Um, and I was like... Mm, mm. And then I was looking at the... the I, I was looking at my character sheet going... Which track... Uh, if I... Uh, mm, I don't know. And then I went... No, actually, no. He's goaded me, and this is exactly what the character would do. Mm. And I did it, and then he went, right. And then he sent... This This was on a group chat, and then he sent me a private message, and he went, this is from the backstory you gave me. And I mean, it was a simple backstory. I don't like going too deep into your backstory, because I like to give DMs rope to hang yourself with. Mm. And it was just like oh, beautiful, brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I I think that as well, and I think that's a good point actually. That idea of um, of how you giving our DM stuff is a good point for us to now transition to explore that idea of getting into character backstories, all that jazz, and have a look at things we do to get into character so um we know what getting into character is now but what do we actually do is my, is my question to get into character ourselves do we have any like methods or rituals or little fun bits that um that we do in order to uh, get into character or we, we've kind of talked about it but is there anything we physically do to get into character rather than write it down on our character sheet and stuff like that. Uh, we'll start with Leon. Have you got any like physical like little rituals or anything you do? You're asking the wrong person this question, to be honest. We all know when I DM, I make stuff up on, on the fly. Um, it, it, it's pretty much when I'm a player, to be honest. Um, no, I like like one of my one of my favorite characters is is called Bungo, and uh, I played him when I actually played through Waterdeep Waterdeep Dragon Heist as a player. Um, the the only thing I really did to get into character was put on my little goblin voice, and uh, that's pretty much it. But if you if you're looking for a ritual, I do not have any. I just make no. it up as I go. No is also an answer. Like you can answer, but yeah, I get that. So, so you, you, I, I do think that you also, Leon. From my experience, I don't know about you, Dave, but Leon's quite good at voices. Like his, his, a lot of his characters have a voice, even if the a whole race of people have the same voice. Oh, like, he is totally. Yeah. So I think one of your things, even though you you wouldn't really call it a ritual, you do use your voice to get into character. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, what about you, Dave? Have you got any like little rituals or little physical well, uh, like, like I said before, I mean, if we're talking LARP, it's kind of mostly about your kit. Mm. Because um, when you start, you will have the basic kit. I suppose even in, in some ways, very much like D&D, it's like you have your starting equipment. Mm. Um, but at LARP, you actually physically have to buy it with real money. Mm. Um, but then it's like you'll start learning your character and it will be a sword or like I said with Grim, it's like I'll put the hat on and I'll go hmm Grim yeah 
mm-hmm. and then I'll put the kit on and then I'll strap the sword on and the minute I strap the sword on I'm like okay I'm now grim yeah um and you you can't help but feel it but I mean even when you see the people it's like you will see someone um like a friend of mine called Joe it's like mm-hmm. okay I've seen Joe. I gave her a hug and gone, Hiya, Joe. How's things? Mm-hmm. Then an hour later, you'll see her and I'll go, You're right, boss. And she'll go, Yeah, I'm right. And we might hardly talk to each other, but that's our characters and there are reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, No, you get that kit on. It's like, you suddenly become that character. When it comes to D&D, I generally, I like to read through my character sheet at least a day beforehand. Mm. I think I said it before, but I literally just read through. Or or just like the first session? Sorry? Is that like every session or just like the first one? Oh, no, no, not even, not even just sessions. It's like, I just like to look at my character sheet and I like to know what I have because it's like if you're level five you've picked certain things for certain reasons and it's like well why did i take that as opposed to that um and i think that helps me but then maybe that's just because i won't pick something just sake of it you you sit there and you go "Mm, what would my character do you know, it's like, are you just going to be a thief? Or are you going to be uh, a charlatan? Uh, uh, you know, you, you know what? You understand what I mean. Yeah. To me, it sounds like the difference between somebody who's like uh, playing D&D to win and is, uh, uh, what's the word, min-maxing their character. Um, what, what you're saying and what you do sounds like the thing that sets them apart from an actual role player. You're just here to play the role and you have fun doing it that way. You want to play the character, whereas whereas other people just want to play it to win. One hundred percent, because D and D, you can't win. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can have small victory, but you're a party of adventurers who are going up against normally a big bad. At the end of it, and it's like, nah, do you know what? We might not all make it out alive. Hmm actually say the opposite i would say in D you can't lose because even if something ends in a tpk you've probably had fun playing that tpk the only way you can really lose D is by getting kicked off the table for being a dick uh i, I don't know i feel as if i i've always i've always felt that D is the game you can't win but you can lose because of the fact that um if you f- you you will always have fun uh, and it's the same with any game, video game, whatever. You will always have fun during the playthrough, but to lose progress and to lose that that thing that you've invested a lot of your time on is 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 a loss. Like it's not. Like... I've lost a lot of characters. I've had a lot of TPKs, and every single one of them was fun. Yeah. It, it it is a loss, but at the same time, it's a win because that's how you develop as a character. Yeah, you, you went out in a blaze of glory. It's, it's well, a really it's, hard way to put it, yeah. It's just a personal thing. 
no, no. I, we're all going to have yeah. different opinions on this. Yeah, we are. But I, I kind of agree with what you said, Leon. Sometimes it's survivor's guilt because you're the one that's still alive and somebody else died. Whether it's because of your actions or not. But you go, oh shit, I got someone killed. Hmm. And that, that, that in itself is character development. And part of what we're talking about, about getting into character, is the progression of your character. Yeah. Like, brought death. back onto subject, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's a good point, actually, because, like... I tried. Uh, it is a good point because like we're talking about being in character and like character growth and stuff and leon brought up a good point about min maxing um and like the fact that some people play to for purely the mechanics of 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 fighting or, or power fantasy yada yada and neither way is really wrong but if you were to like go up to someone who's a who's a known min maxer or a known like want to win dnd what would you ask what would you tell them are the benefits of being in character of being able to role play being able to um see your character growth and make effective decisions based on your character rather than the right like statistical value what what would you say are the, are the benefits to that dave i mean i've got to be honest with you i don't think there is actually a right answer to this but mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you're talking about the benefits, you get some great roleplay from it. I mean, if you're an absolute dick for some reason, and I don't suggest you do that. Definitely not down around the D and D table. Mm. But when you're at LARP, it's slightly more complicated. Because your group's plans are not the same as another group's plans. And you can get embroiled in that. I mean, um, I had a great friend um, called Kate. She was playing a character called Mossy. And she nearly sort of screwed up um, a year-long plot in one night. And... Um, our, our group's boss turned around to me and they went if she doesn't stop I'll kill her and I went leave it to me and I'll get it sorted and I went and I spoke to her and she backed off and afterwards when we were drinking as ourselves she went what were you going to do and I went Oh, I was going to 100% kill you. <laughs> and she went, really? And I went, yeah. She went, how are you going to do it? And I went, I was going to invite you to breakfast tomorrow morning. I was going to take you down to the lake. <laughs> oh, no, I, I literally said to her, I'm going to take you down to the lake. We'll have some breakfast. We'll have a drink. We'll have a chat. And then I was going to kill you. Imagine the rabbits, George. <laughs> yeah, yes, pretty much. Yes, one hundred percent. But it was like everybody else was like, "I'll find her and I'll kill her." And I was like, "No, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll." And then my friend Kate was like, 
that's so lovely. <laughs> and I was like, I was going to kill your character. And she was like, it's still so lovely. Yeah. Did you did you speak to her in character? I or did spoke you speak to her as Dave? Oh, I spoke to her in character first. Yeah. She knew none of this. But because she backed down, I spoke to her out of character later that night. Fair enough. Yeah. And and that's a, that gives you gave you a really good opportunity then, didn't it? Like a really good um a really good like story as well. Because I that's what I often think about when I think about really diving into character and really getting into like the nitty gritty of it. It's it's the stories you tell and it's not it's not even it gets to a point where it's not even your character anymore is it it's you do you remember that time when i did something or you did something um and yeah, one, I, one, I, I, I love that 100 percent. but it's that it your your character is your baby at the start mm. but the minute you join a group it's not yours anymore it's everyone mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Leon? Like, what do you think about? Uh, what do you think of the like the the real major benefits of of being in character versus just let's slaughter this dungeon and find all the coins and the bits and stuff. I have I have way more fun in D and D when 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 I'm role playing and everybody else around the table is role playing. Um, it, it it's the mo- it's the most enjoyable part for me. Um, the combat is fun, um, but you know if we, if we were to put it on a scale to compare, for me the combat is probably a four, and the roleplay when it's good, you know that's a ten for me. So that's why mm. I like to get into character. Yeah, I, I think I think it does enhance a game. It takes it from like this. <laughs> Because sometimes when you get the the, I, I think sometimes people get lost in like the the the, fin, the minis and the the maps, and I, I always think of it as like, I don't know, that's like the two D level of the game, like that's the flat bit of the game where like oh we've got to actually move miniatures, but when you when you get to the three D level, which is like interacting as your character, reacting to things, being shocked about something, both as a character and as a player that's that is almost like a hundred times better and yeah sometimes i will admit i i'm a, I'm a really sore loser like I, I hate it and i just feel like i can't win like and not in terms of like win D, but like no matter what i do nothing's happening that's that's remote and it's not even just in terms of the positive but in terms of anything nothing's happening yeah. i'm not getting anywhere like um so and that's one of the reasons i got frustrated as uh, in it's one of the reasons why i get frustrated with strad uh, the curse of strad module is because like all this I, I try and do all this like role play and stuff and try and be nice and i just feel like everything's out to get me so i'm just like fuck this i'm done um and then you actually I'm, I'm i'm pretty much exactly the same like uh if i know what the end goal of the campaign is at level one i just want to do that you know i don't care about that burning house filled with children (laughs) yeah i I just want to get to strad and kill him i don't care about all the side quests yeah Um, go on we've seen that leon 
<laughs> yeah, that that's why, you know, if I'm in your game, you need to be careful and, you know, don't reveal the, the overarching plot right at the beginning because I'm just going to beeline straight for that. It's not yeah. even it's not even that. Like, sometimes knowing the end result is actually cool because it's how you get there. But, like, just, just when things seem stuck and things seem belligerent, like that's when i start like losing my rag and that's, and that's the only time when i start actually breaking character and that's why i wanted to bring this up because the only time i and i think this is what happened with bolly really it's like i just felt as if everything was belligerent nothing was uh, no matter what i did and no matter how how much i tried to get into character not just in terms of like the the environment but like the other players as well like i felt a bit like I'm trying to do something here and like no it, it doesn't feel reciprocated. How do you guys feel about right, reciprocation? I like, I uh, everything you've just said I can totally understand. Mm. And it's like I'm probably on about four or five redundant Facebook posts with games I've played where Leon's been the DM. Mm. And we're all talking about the game. And this is, this is one of the things why I think it's very important that you talk to your DM, you talk to the other players, because they help you know your character. Because sometimes someone will go, um, I mean, an example, um, I, w I had a task when we were playing Dragonheim, mm -hmm. and it was, Le Leon was like, right, if you hit him, you're going to kill him. Are you going for non-lethal damage or damage? And I was like, oh, shit. No. And I was like, Pocket wouldn't do lethal damage. And then I was like, Pocket would do lethal damage. And then... I think Leon was goading me. Slightly. This um, was? Remind me which this what this was. It was the bounty... I can't remember what the character Leon, is. Leon's good at goading people. Like, his horror but, story with Bolly is because he basically goaded me. <laughs> but, but he... Yeah. But he literally was like, six seconds, six seconds, six seconds, and I went... Kill him. And that's not my character. But then I had to live with it. And when we came to the next session, the other players were like, what the fuck were you doing? And I, oh, I had to take him in. And they were like, dead or alive? And I was like, mm, yeah, well, one. But that wasn't the character I was playing. Mm. Mm. That is interesting. Like, so what drove you to like break that bit of, of character then? Like, what was, what was it that... Was it just Leon's goading like, and, the, and the crunch? or was I, there... I, I think it was a mixture of desperation of the situation and Leon's goading. In my defense, you know, if you're deciding whether or not to kill somebody and it's your turn, you, you literally only have six seconds. So I, 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 I like to add that little bit of pressure in those kind of situations. I am not putting any blame on you. <laughs> Every decision I made was down to me but it was you you literally you were like no come on pick 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 and i went kill him 
and it wasn't that wasn't what pocket was but it changed my character Hmm. Was this the, was this the gunslinger, the drow gunslinger, who you were hunting down? No, um, because the drow gunslinger, I think, just basically nearly killed me. <laughs> um, it was we were, uh, I think, we were cleaning out sewers. I have no idea. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, yes, you were cleaning out. Uh, you were no, you were with the Dung Sweepers Guild. You were uh, you one, were asked yeah. you were asked to watch the Dung Sweepers Guild. Yeah, and um, there was this uh, there was this big bad uh, this big bad uh, bandit captain Harco, and you had been given a mission by your faction, the Lords Alliance, to bring him in dead or alive, and uh, he decided to come and attack you, and uh, you you won the fight, and you decided to kill him and take him in instead of taking him alive mm. yeah yeah i remember that and that and that those kind of things change your character for the long haul and like i've i've had i've had that recently in, in a game which I, I never thought would happen in terms of like I'm, I'm playing a pokemon game at the moment and uh my character started off as just like the 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 tough like delinquent guy at the back of the classroom but he's like evolved into like the dad one. He is the dad character now. Like he cares about people and like he's just like go to fucking bed. Like um, like Batman. Um so yeah, I can see how go to bed. Yeah, and it wasn't like that wasn't how he was meant to go, but he just went that way because the DM put me in situations I had to make choices and uh, like sometimes I couldn't get into character quick enough, so I made a choice and it changed him forever. So, yeah. So, yeah. But I also think that you, you kind of, you need to be able to let the character change because. Yeah, change is, change is natural. We, we as people change. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, I hate to sort of bring it to a level that sort of a down, but. It's like you can have an opinion that's like you do realize the rest of the world doesn't agree with you on this, and then you explain it to someone and they go, Huh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, and that children is what we call character development. Yes, and we go. But the, but it's, it's it's one of those things that takes your your game from a from a two D game to a three dimensional game, like you, like you mentioned earlier, Addison. Yeah, I, I think I think it's uh it's great for those really personal character games that it sounds like the three of us really really quite enjoy. But is there ever a time where it where it's too much? Because there is tons of horror stories on like Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, where the dreaded line comes out of. It's what my character would do, and yeah, like, yeah, you know my opinion on this. I've, I've I've mentioned it on the podcast before. You know, when the character, uh, when the player builds a fucking baker and they want to continue baking, you know, bring in a damn, bring a damn adventurer to the party. Um, it, it's kind of along the lines of that. Um, I don't care if it's what your character would do if you're being a dick about it. To be honest. Mm, was, well, that was going to be like the caveat to that question: Is it just them being a dick, or are they like really in character? And by the sounds of things, it's just. I mean, to 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 be honest, sometimes it is just 
them being a dick. Mm. But if if it is an honest character choice, it's okay. Mm. It's like uh, the the story I told you before about Mossy when she nearly screwed up like a year's worth of um, plot development at LARP. So was she being a dick intentionally, or did she genuinely not know in character oh, no, or out character? She generally did not know. And then there were many people that were sent out to find her and go, oh, no, 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 you need to come back and talk to the boss because you're screwing things up. Mm. And I found her in the tavern and I sat her down and had a chat with her. And it was, but it was one of those things. She had no idea what she was doing, but it was like, you really are f***ing up right now. And if you're going to put this to in the same context as D&D this is why I always say talk to your DM talk to your other players because they will see things that you don't realise you're doing mm. I, I, I agree with that, that you should you should definitely talk to the other players because one of the things that I hate is when people go it's what my character would do knowing the implications it will have on four different people as if that wouldn't change their mind so say like a standard party size is five for example um yeah. like knowing the the context of a decision would always change your change how you act i don't care how heartless you pretend to be like it, it it's the old um there are two boats full of people and you can only fix one or whatever yeah um like you, you, your, your mind changes depending on the effects you're going to have on the, the groups of people. So when people are like, I go and headbutt the king. And I'm like, okay, why? And I'm like, because that's what my character would do. He doesn't obey authority. I'm like, and then I'll look at their character and be like, you're a fucking paladin. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then, and then uh, yeah, the, at that point, I'm like, no, you, you're just kind of being a knobber. Like, stop being a shithouse. I always yeah. it, it's slightly different when you play D&D because mm. it immediately affects the people around you. Mm. Um, when you're at LARP, I always remember one time um, one of my friends was sitting in the tavern one night and he was talking about the queen of one of the other factions. Mm. And he made a comment going, well, I would. And the table next to us literally stood up and went, beg your pardon? Managed to calm it down, but the next morning he was told, you have been invited, in inverted commas, to the camp to speak with the queen. To give her the old rod in, I'm joking. <laughs> so we, we, we walked over and on the way over there he was like shit what do I do and I mean this was his first event and mm. um, it was at that moment he realised he fucked up because <laughs> it's slightly different in D&D if the DM turns around and goes do you actually say that you can go no yeah there's, there's like a there's like a the get out clause yeah, yeah. Control Z. Control Z. Undo, undo. <laughs> is Dave saying that or is Pocket saying that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at LARP, you don't have that opportunity. Because if you're not in your tent or in an out of character area, 
you literally have the Gestapo hunting you down. You <laughs> yeah. said it. Yeah. <clears throat> and we walked over there, and I was chatting to him all the way, and he went, what do I do? And I went, well, you apologise. But the one thing you don't do, kneel. And he went, why? I mean, wolves do not kneel. And we got there, and she went, kneel before me. And he went, wolves do not kneel, but I will sit. <laughs> Man, I really want to play LARP, seriously. I, I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like more... So, so these factions are like predetermined or do you form them yourself or there are there are predetermined factions hmm. there are group within the factions and if you have enough players to meet the requirement you can make your own group and uh i'm guessing like there's principles to each group like like each group has its own like bylaws and stuff and like characteristics that's so cool can i make a suggestion before we get too off track of the the topic of this episode yeah we season two we need to get both alex and dave on the podcast and do a full larp episode Definitely. because this is this is just fascinating me yeah yeah i'm, I'm like yeah so but uh, and but, and we both yeah. we both larp at different groups although we do know people that cross between yeah yeah it's a huge community isn't it oh yeah i mean so, i've i've seen you know like on your facebook when it suggests friends like i have friends in common with dave that dave knows through larp but i've never met dave it's it's, it's huge it's yeah. it's it's like D. it's one of those things that is like stealthily growing and at one point, it's just going to be one of those in-your-face things like D&D has become. Yeah, definitely. And like, do you think so? Getting back on topic, do you think your topic, LARP yep. skills? Do you think your LARP skills cross over then into D&D, or do you think that they are two definitively different things? Oh like, no, they 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 one hundred percent cross over. Cool. Um, but the difference is, it. You kind of have to be two different mindsets. So the framework you're in, isn't it, is different. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like if I'm at LARP, I put my kit on, and I go, right, I am Brim. Mm. I sit there, like on, like me and Leon used to play on um, on Tuesdays, and it's like on Monday I go onto the onto the game and I'd read through my character sheet and go right okay yep and actually do you know what this is one thing I didn't mention earlier that I've just suddenly realized it's like at work I listen to a lot of podcasts mm. um, and the day before I or, or no sorry the day of a game I only listen to D&D podcasts. Mm. And it's that whole thing of kind of like, all right, so Tuesday, I will listen to D&D podcasts. Friday, I will listen to D&D podcasts because it's like, I want to, right, okay, mindset. And it gets me into the mindset. Yeah. I used to do that as well. I used to do that as well. 
uh, when, 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 when I was DMing Curse of Strahd, and uh, that was that was a IRL game. Um, I would listen to uh, the Adventure Zone because they did a fantastic Strahd uh, Strahd campaign, and that that really got me into the mindset and helped me uh, set the tone for those games. So that works as a as a DM as well. It's a really good uh, tip, really good thing to do. Um, yeah, I I, I think I, I I I dive into the books and stuff um, a bit before games when I'm DMing, and as a player, I think. I so I take notes in different ways, or or I, I might make notes stuff on my on my character sheet, and then I review those and then make decisions. Yeah, Best note part. notes are always good. Yeah, so we've told a lot of stories. So the story time segment, unless there's something that you that you really like want to get off your chest, I think we could because we've told lots of stories. You told stories about Mossy. I've told stories about Bolly. Leon's told some stories about like his his voices and stuff and what he does and, and bung, bungo. Uh, bungo. Yeah, bungo, bungo, kill the troll. I I I I, I, I have an NPC called Bungo who is a Azamar cleric, which may, is kind of weird that we both have those. <laughs> well, mine, mine, mine's a goblin. Before we before we move on to the next segment, Dave, you, you have to do a sentence or two in your um uh mm. what's it, what what's the character's name? Oh God. <laughs> Um, it, uh, uh, Thor, he's the big rock person. Korg. Korg, yeah, you have to do your Korg uh, accent. No, man, I, uh, I really don't want to today because uh, I'm really not feeling it. So you can, uh, hey, piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. I do love that. So, uh, Dave, you've given us some awesome tips and we've discussed some cool things that we hope will be useful for people to help them inc increase their like role playing proficiency getting into character being in character maybe thinking about those like larp things that you've mentioned and stuff as well and we will definitely do a, a just a larp episode at some point and talk about that with with you and alex but uh we would like to invite you to uh partake in our penultimate segment which is the deck of many questions are you good dave do you want to do it or oh this is the bit i was most excited about okay so leon's gonna hopefully have some dice ready yep ready to go all right let's give it a quick roll let's give it a quick roll i'll introduce it properly so <clears throat> as leon's giving great introductions ladies and gentlemen i present to you the deck of many things the pod of many things, the deck of many questions, the pod of many things, community suggested questions that we randomly select using dice rolls. And if you wish to stack the deck for or against us, get in touch on any of our social media and we'll shout you out as we ask your question. So the guest always goes first. So I think there's a, enough time for uh, Dave, uh, me and Leon, isn't there, Leon? Yeah, plenty of yeah. time for all three of us to do one this week. Plenty of, plenty of time for us to all three of us to do one this week. So, Dave, if you would like to go first, uh, Leon, what is the question? That's question number 22. Question number 22 is actually uh, from r slash DM Academy, as, uh, as, as I was searching through for Reddit that. question. So, a Reddit question. I don't think so, we've had this one before. Nope. 
so is there such thing as a dumb question for a player to ask a dm is there such thing as a dumb question for a player to ask a dm dave no no only dumb answers <laughs> only dumb answers uh care to explain why um because i don't think any question is dumb it's generally a question you ask your dm is can i do this and the dm should go you can try Hmm. yep that's true it might not work but that's not the dm's place to tell you that until you try it yeah i scale the sheer cliff um you can certainly try (laughs) make an athletics roll yeah. yeah, what was that? The two DC levels fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah, two levels of exhaustion. By the time I got to top of it, thank you, Leon. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, give us an example of a dumb answer. Then, what would you say is a dumb answer? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give you that. No, so... no, no. It's like, wait, why can't you try it? I mean, if the dev turns around and goes, well, actually, it's really impressive we can try it fair enough but at the end of the day it's like yeah go on give it a go fair enough uh leon uh odds or evens i'll let you choose this time because i always choose evens and i have rolled a two so So, i'll be going next uh roll the question okay that is 27 27 I've had this question, but I don't think you've had it. So question 27 is from Paige, and she asks you, what makes a good player in your opinion? What makes a good player in your opinion, Leon? Okay, what makes a good player? Um, I think the thing that makes a good player is them not being a bad player. Um, as, as as long as they're not being a dick at the table, as long as they are not uh, pissing people off, as long as they are willing to to learn and get involved, um, I would consider them a good player. You know, all play all players are different. Everybody wants something different out of the game. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's not an exciting answer, but that's the answer I've given. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm sure Dave agrees with that. Wheaton's oh, first law of the internet. Yep. yep, no, definitely. It... Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as they're not let, a dick, it's fine. Let's be honest. The the rule of thumb is don't be a dick. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I, when I gave that answer, mine was pretty much don't be a dick and listen to people. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Uh, so, to finish off, to round off, Leon, what would you... You have number nine. Number nine. I've already had this question because it's the party of four question. Okay, let me roll again. That is 34. 34. Out of the... F- uh, I don't have much context for this, but it says out of the three of... So out of the three of us, who do I think will be the best player out of the three of us on the podcast today? Who do I think would be the best player? I think you have to. I think you have to go with you. I, I don't know because I I don't think that I, I. Some people say I make obnoxious characters, and I really don't mean to. Like, 
so I, I actually don't think I'm the best player because I'm always a lit, slightly annoying, if not a bit charming. But I think based on what I know of Leon and based on what you've said, Dave, I think it would be very interesting to play alongside the, the pair of you. But if I had to pick one, I would probably say, I would say Dave, because I don't think Leon likes playing so, as much. I would agree with that assertion. Like I don't think I I can see Leon getting frustrated with playing. I will well, I I will accept the compliment, but I also think Leon's better than me. But no 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 only here we go here we go no only because I I I can't help it. I become the nice person and I become the more often than not face of the group mm. Leon's better at just going no no this is my character's goal and I'm sticking to it so I would personally I would say Leon fair enough I, I say you personally, I, personally I would say Dave and <laughs> I would say choosing me is the wrong answer <laughs> yeah I, I could but thank you but thank I you I do, I do appreciate the compliment from what I, I know of Leon and, and just in life and his impulsiveness and stuff like that i can see him getting really frustrated with like say a dm's decision or something and like then going okay so i do this and like everybody going oh like and he's like because <laughs> <laughs> uh he, the time i really get frustrated with a dm is like if i really want to do something um that's like way out there and the dm doesn't let me do it that's the only real time i get frustrated with the dm um, yeah. So I yeah. mean, at least let me try. It's like it's like Dave said in the, with his question. At least let them try. Yeah, definitely. Whereas yeah. I can imagine that if if you can naturally fall into the role of party face, because I'm a really bad party face as well. I think I ended up being party face once, and I like was not good at it because I was like, oh yeah, of course I I take you at your word because I kept also failing all my insight checks. So I just ended up getting us like into lots of trouble. Because of the fact that I couldn't tell he was lying to me. Like, it was a bad time all around. But yeah, that has been the deck of many questions. Remember, if you want to stack the deck for us or against us, contact us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, whatever platform of choice, if we've got it. There's usually some sort of comment or DM function. Let us know and we will add it to our list and shout you out as the uh, question asker um in terms of our little bullet points for dave's episode that's it so dave is there anything you would like to end with anything you'd like to shout out um i think the i'll, I'll end with one little piece of advice and i did say it earlier but if you're at a gaming table, talk to your DM. Talk to the other players. If you know and trust them, they're never going to steer you wrong. I like that. That's really wholesome. I feel kind of like uplifted after hearing that. Um, thank you so much for being here with us, Dave. It's been, it's been, it's been great. Thank it's you. Been a, it's been a bit of a slog trying to get everything working, but all in all <laughs> great conversation and we will have you back to talk about larp because mine and leon's like in curiosity has been peaked 
and until it's satiated, I don't think I'll stop thinking about it. So yeah. Um, I just wanted an excuse to beat up Addison in real life. This is true. Like <laughs> I, I, to be honest, though, in, you know in these I'd times, like, that's very very true. Do you, dude, do you know who I'd be most scared of at LARP? Jen. Jenny, wife. my wife, would be scary, especially if she could get like a warhammer, like as a as a as a weapon. I don't think you'd be able to stop her. Like I genuinely think she would go like full dwarf barbarian on us and like ah. So yeah, Anderson, no. Anderson. Sorry. Yeah, I have to stop you there. My wife is also called Jen. Oh. And she has been to lot with me. Oh. On, on, only like twice. Because she's like, this is really not my thing. Um, and on her first event, they named her Den Mother. Fair enough. Sue me. We, 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 like, no, no, no. Just because she was exactly what you're worried about. She was so scary. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, then. Leon, will you do us the favour, do us the solid of telling people where they can find us on the internet? And we'll wrap up can find us on instagram which is uh at the pod o many things it's also the pod o many things for facebook and you can find us on twitter at pod o many things again we still can't afford that fucking f because someone's got it they won't let us have it <laughs> not posted in years um but also you yeah. can find us on things like can find us on spotify you can find us on google podcasts hopefully sometime soon you can find us on apple Podcasts. we're still waiting for approval it's been a few weeks now it says it only takes 28 days but it's been longer than that um eventually yeah we'll get there eventually but anyway thank you dave for coming on can't wait to speak to you uh, on another episode in the future um and yeah back over to you to take us out addison well dave again thanks and to all of you listening at home wherever you are whenever you are i hope you chilled out with us i hope you had a good time and we'll see you in the next episode peace out <laughs>